ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome to... Oh, do you want to start this one, Jacob? You got to yeah, start this one. I think you start this. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome to the Inside Podcast. Thank you so much for being here. We really do appreciate it. Episode, what was it, Jacob, again? 36. 36. It was episode 36. Jacob, we have a very special guest. Isn't that right? We we do. We do have a special guest. Let me. You know what, Paul? Let me introduce this. Let me introduce the guest. Let okay. Me, this is, well, he really needs no introduction, I okay? He, well, but yeah, we'll, yeah, provide yeah, we'll provide one if necessary, okay? okay? We'll provide one if, if necessary. This man right here, okay? Member of Treadmill. Okay? Treadmill. Hottest band coming out of the Northwest Burbs. Spicy. Spicy hot, okay? This dude, legendary trumpeteer. Legendary. Maynard level. Maynard level <laughs> pops notes from the stratosphere with ease. Double C's all day. All Not day. Anymore. <laughs> <laughs> this dude, uh, let's see what else is it? Skating extraordinaire. Kick flips. Kick flips. Kick flips Ollies. with ease whenever he wants. Never falling on his ass once. Drinks his, drinks his milk. And uh, let's see. I, dude, so talented. Please don't start a podcast because we'll be going out of business next week. It just is what it is. <laughs> Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Eric Crone. Hello. Thank you for that introduction. <laughs> Eric, it is My so cheeks hurt. It's <laughs> it's so good to have you here. We've been waiting for this episode for a long time cuz you literally are a local legend. We say local it, we, legend. We say it with a lot of our guests and it's very much true. They're all lies. Uh Jacob, I'm kidding. We're I'm, kidding. <laughs> don't talk yourself, Jacob. I want to warn you about this. You talked yourself a into a lawsuit. A lot, right yeah, there. listen, a lot of people are going to be in my DMs like, "What the heck?" Yeah. I'm kidding. Everyone's a, everyone's a legend. Whoever comes on this podcast, they are if they weren't a legend prior, they are they become a legend, but they were legends prior. The point I'm trying to say is that yeah, every single one of our guests have always been a local legend from our, you know, area, right? Yes. But if you're looking at a dictionary, I'm going to pull the, the classic. If you're looking at a dictionary of local legend, you would see Eric's face right in the dictionary. That's right. That's because right. Eric wow. has a successful band. A success. I don't have a successful band. Eric has a successful band. I don't think many people do, Paul. No, I don't. <laughs> We're working on it. We're <laughs> yeah. So we want that to be, I guess... I mean, we're talking about it big here. Let's let's jump right into Treadmill. So I want to know... We're, we're going to have this be like a little professional interview here your first ever interview for tread what or so what were the origins of this band tell me all about it start to finish where are we at all right so it was about three years ago just okay. over three years ago and it was really like mostly inspired by the group brockhampton okay i don't know if big fan I'm yeah a big fan. i saw him live uh, a couple of years ago it's yeah. very fun those shows are insane insane we just really loved like their energy and like everything they were doing, how they had team members doing all kinds of things like for clothes, music. So at first it wasn't even just supposed to be music, but I mean, that's obviously like what we started out with. Yeah. Me, Austin, Sammy. And then there was another guy, but it w wasn't really. Uh-oh. <laughs> Get him out. Get yeah, him out. He didn't really want to. <laughs> Cut the fat. Get him out. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, no, it's yeah. me, Austin, and Sammy. Very good. Uh, we, I just started sending them beats. I kind of, my goal was to just be a producer at that point, but then I ended up becoming kind of like the lead singer. I mean, we just figured out we all have like very um, specific, not like talents, but like we have a very specific purpose to the group. So like I kind of like make most of the music and then... Austin is our engineer and our like mixing engineer and mastering. He's just like super detail oriented. Like he has the studio in his basement. Like he's got all the gear and Sammy 
like is just a really really good lyricist like he's got a lot to say like he always has the best verses uh in my opinion but yeah so we kind of all have our own thing we come together very nicely i think very cool man that 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 is that is and i i could tell with the music that you know the roles are very defined and it's very cohesive it all makes sense you know what i'm saying so with like with a group like that um i feel like with the more members there are sometimes well there's you're gonna have more ideas but it might be a little bit harder to kind of put those ideas into one cohesive tune you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. um is there ever any trouble with that you kind of discuss that you, you just kind of fit together yeah i mean so the main trouble i would say comes from just the fact that we're all kind of apart now like or for most of the time that we've like been a band like I've been in college or something or we've all been like working different jobs like there was a point in time where like we started playing some shows like we played like I don't know three or something like that but where we would get together every like once a week and practice but like other than that like we're pretty much an internet-based band which is interesting like we have a Facebook group chat that we just communicate on mostly and then like we we use google drive and like i'll send a beat and like we'll send over stems and vocals until like we've there's definitely been a couple songs where like we haven't even met face to face like or usually we we meet like at least once just to get out some kinks because like that you just need to it helps Mm. a lot but yeah i'm looking forward to us moving in on may 1st you you guys got a band house yeah the basement's just gonna be a big old studio oh that's amazing nice congratulations thank you So you mentioned earlier that you started making beats like on your iPad from like high school, right? Yeah. And that was, I would assume, GarageBand-based beats, correct? Yeah, it started with GarageBand. Cool. So did you, like over time, continue using GarageBand or did you move on to like Logic or did you move to something more like, um, I guess maybe maybe professional, Ableton? Like what, what do you use? I what am kind of looking into, I want to get Ableton, but it's a little scary. But yeah, I, do, I moved to Logic a couple years ago. It's, I, st- I need to like buy the, the like newest one because i'm on like a old like real poopy one right now <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah yeah that, that's what i use when i make my my tunes i have very um i don't say limited but like kind of a narrow skill set of making songs on garage band i mean if you look around my room i have basses and i have a guitar mm-hmm. and saxophones and everything i do is kind of just through those instruments not really you know beat oriented but more like mini songs like for example i made jacob a song for his birthday it was the best birthday gift I've ever gotten, ever, <laughs> quite literally. And I made it all in GarageBand. And, you know, sometimes I think to myself, I wonder if I, like, upgrade to Logic, if that would, you know, help me make, like, a, a better song. But then again, like, it, it's not about the tool, but it's about the person using the tool, right? Yeah, definitely. There's a lot of famous people, like Joji, if you know him, he only yep. uses GarageBand. Steve Lacey used only his iPhone and GarageBand to create, like, a song for Kendrick Lamar. I actually have... The, this mic that he used. Oh, man. Like the actual it, mic right there? It's or not. Just, I think it's like the same model. It's like a sure. Oh, sure. It's okay. a sure mic, and it's like goes in your iPhone. Cause I, oh, no way. Since I never really had a studio, like, I won't have a studio until May 1st, but like my car has just been my studio for the last few <laughs> years, so like I'll just be recording on my phone. And like I hate sending them, like sending Austin just really, really not good vocals, you know, if mm-hmm. I record it like. Mm-hmm on my phone but this helps car's a good spot to uh, record yeah, vocals that was the honestly gift. like there's a lot of a lot of a lot of like cushioning in the seats yeah. you know yep. gets a lot of the sound there you know that's cool you know one thing that's kind of popping up in my mind is like the idea of 
um, you know, limitations breed creativity. Yeah, right? for sure. Like, man, what a story that is. Like, yeah, I was in my car just making beats, making music, and now I'm here in L.A. with this huge square footage studio. You know, it's all that. Like, that's kind of where these creation stories come from. People have that drive and that passion. They use what they have, creative with those limitations, and then they make something special, and then they kind of move on to, you know, I don't know, like what they want to do. Do you know the song "Hate Your Face" that we dropped? It's kind of a weird one, but it's uh, off of off you guys. I think it was the most recent song we've dropped. It's not necessarily important that you know the song, but the hook on that I recorded on my phone. I don't think I had that speaker at the time, but I just recorded it like I think while driving. <laughs> Sorry <laughs> to incriminate myself, but with, with not without listening to the song at all so just kind of like no tempo either like i just kind of did it by ear and then kind of had to stretch it a little bit in post but like that's the like that's what was used in the real song it was like me yeah going into songs okay there was well i'm i'm surprised i didn't know about that one but i wanted to ask about uh uh the one with the baby whose baby is that (laughs) whose baby is that just a splice um sample so it was Royalty free, I believe. Oh, okay, good. So excellent. So it, it, I think I, I don't know well, where I don't know why I did that. I just it, it, it sounds pretty baller. <laughs> just like some baby just crying, Paul. It's just like <laughs> a sample. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I so. just like the idea of royalty free baby. You know, <laughs> <laughs> who gets who gets the money? Like, does the baby get the money if you use the, the baby's cries or the parents who get the money? That's a good question. I, I think the baby deserves it. It's some pretty fire <laughs> crying right there. Some pretty yeah. gnarly crying. I really wonder the origins of that baby. Yeah, you know, it's like. You're recording that sound like it's like it's a high quality sound, you know what I'm saying? So like professional yeah. recording equipment, just bring a baby. <laughs> just bring a baby to the studio. Or yeah. do you think it was an adult that had a really good baby impression? Oh, maybe. And they just yeah. toned it toned it up a bit. Maybe. Yeah. I could see that happening, yeah. These are good questions. Professional baby impersonator. <laughs> <laughs> this is all great ideas for the next tune. You just gotta like tune up you know, one of your voices or you I mean I don't know, Paul and I, I think we could make some good some good baby voices and you could just use ours, you know, royalty freely, free on us, on us. So you said you have a good baby voice? Uh, Can I hear a baby voice, Jacob? I'm not, I'm not going to do that right you're now. You're not going to do that? I'm not going to do that. I'll do it. I'll do it for, er- and you know what? Oh, you're going to do it right now? I'll, I'll try and do a baby voice. Do it. <laughs> you can pitch it up on that's probably yeah, you can pitch it up i can pitch it on garage band yeah maybe add some auto tune on there too. hey uh future paul pitch this up you got it man dang hey i'm a baby <laughs> it's a quality meme that one uh i so i just remember i totally forgot i did this but i actually performed on a treadmill track i totally forgot Whoa. i did this i did <laughs> I did do this. So Eric reaches out one day. Dinner time. Right? Dinner, yeah, yeah. That sounds right. That sounds right. Uh, Eric just reaches out one day. He's like, hey, man, uh, I think, well, I think you played, uh, or you sent just like a, a recording of a bass track. Mm-hmm. It was like a, a I MIDI laid down like track. a MIDI bass Yeah, a MIDI line. bass track. And you're like, play this for me. I'm like, oh, my God, this is actually super hard. I'm like, <laughs> I, I t- it took a long time for me to actually play it and play it like decently well. And I was like, oh, yeah, um, I, this is kind of what I got. If you know, you know, I'll I'll you try to play it, it again, dude. No, no, I was like, I was like, dude, if you need me to do it again, you know, this is kind of like a rough draft. And they just like, he, he just like, I was like, yeah, we're good. This is good. And he just put it on the track, and it was no problem. And right. it's a pretty killing track. It's the joke, like, oh no, hey man, we'll edit and post. Don't worry, it's all good. It's all but good. It, yeah, I don't, I don't know. You know it, the, the joke, like, hey man, we'll edit and post. Like, don't worry about it. It's all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll do it in post. I, I yeah. mean, that really does work with with music sometimes, <laughs> like. I'll, I'll record something just pretty bad, but I can make it 
make it, it sounds good, and it sounds <laughs> really decent. I, although I will, I will say I'm a little upset that the other bases got what happened to be the more popular track. I'm kind <laughs> of upset about it a little bit, a little bit. This is another guy I'm assuming from, uh, uh, you know, Chris. Chris, yeah, good man. He's he played very well. He played very well. Uh, mm-hmm. No, no ill will against Chris. Okay, but you know, I will say. My, you know, I, had to let I wish my track shine. had a. Le- What's that? <laughs> I had to let everybody shine. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Absolutely. Spread the wealth. And you know what? I I hate to throw treadmill on the bus or not under the bus, but force something. But Paul, I'm sure he could rip some pretty nasty saxophone tracks. Mm, only bebop lines. Only bo- uh, bebop <laughs> lines. Well, no, I, c- I can I can I can kind of play some shreddy stuff. Okay, very good. You know, very good. Well, that's pretty cool that you just like called out random people was like hey just play yeah, something for we us we didn't have a bass at the time also so i probably would have tried it i don't think i would have been able to it, it do was, it dude, it was nasty hard it was actually really? nasty hard. yeah it was very tough you know what i mean one thing i want to say about like saxophone and like this kind of like music like man i don't know i don't listen to this type of music too much so please correct me if i'm wrong but i would assume that you don't find saxophones in this very often and when you do it's like really kind of like floaty parts or like kind of adding a hook not being like a main focus or having a solo to it like the, the genre of the music doesn't really demand that that sort of stuff Kendrick Lamar, uh, off of Tempipa Butter, Tempipa but yeah, but Butterfly. Like, that's like that's unique. like an exception. Very though. very unique. That's like that's very like an exception. Though, I think. Yeah. Because that's like um I was gonna I had this phrase memorized in my head because I kind of want to talk about this because I think it's an interesting phrase but it's a Pablo Picasso quote. Oh man. Um, learn the rules like professional so you can break them like an artist. Mm. You know. Wow. That boy Pablo. Yeah. I don't know where I was gonna bring this up, but I. I like heard that quote i was watching like, a game of chess and some guy said oh you gotta do this and i was like that's a cool quote maybe <laughs> i could drop this in the podcast make me look smart or something like that nice you, you um, seem pretty smart yeah smart but player. it seems like you know the rule of like you know the rap not rule but like the general like in the kind of rap beat making genre area of music saxophones aren't really that common you know? yeah it's usually trumpets i feel like ah i, really? I can see i see <laughs> yeah um People love trumpets, you know. Not saying people don't love saxophones. A good sax solo, you know. I, I'm a big fan of Kenny G myself. So, <laughs> well, hold up. Okay, Kenny G or Kenny Garrett? Let's. We gotta get this one straight. Who's Kenny Garrett? Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh, that's funny. That's oh, good. my heart broken half. <laughs> I mean, okay. So Kenny G's like, you know, Kenny G's a smart man because he he's made a lot of money. I don't. I haven't made a lot of money playing the saxophone, so good for him. Kenny Garrett is an alt saxophone player who doesn't play smooth jazz, and he's more like, um, he's a New York cat who's really good, and everybody loves him, and he's kind of known as like the real Kenny G from like other you know mm. jazz. What about Michael know? B? Michael B. Now, now we're talking Michael now B. We're talking Michael B. Or just Brecker. Brecker. Anybody? Man, I feel bad for Randy sometimes. You you know Randy Brecker, right? The trumpet player brother. Yeah. Okay, fun story about Michael Brecker. So just kind of cluing the people listening to the podcast, Michael Brecker was an absolute powerhouse of a saxophone player, tenor saxophone player in the 70s and 80s. He's the type of person who literally invented his own genre of playing the saxophone, his own style. And nowadays people call it, you say, like, oh, Brecker licks, you know, like, oh, Brecker licks. Imagine having, like, Pachorsky licks. Yeah, man, I'm playing some Pachorsky licks in the bass because you just pioneered your own style. Can't imagine. Can't Can't imagine. imagine, yeah. So interestingly enough, like, Randy Randy Brecker was Michael Brecker's older brother who played trumpet, and Michael Brecker looked up to Randy so much that like every time he took a solo on like a bandstand with Randy like on the, in the band, he was super super nervous. But Michael would just like murder every single solo section, just kill the solos, you know. And there's videos of like Randy kind of looking over Michael's sh- shoulder, and, and Randy's just had like a, like a face of like, "What are you doing? This is like just god tier stuff, like incredible, you know. It's it's incredible." But yeah, Michael Brecker. 
And everyone just, you know, forgets about Randy. But Randy's kind of a beast, too. Randy's killing. He's a killing cat. He's a killing cat. You guys excited for the Drake featuring Michael Brecker song coming out? What? what? Are you serious? No. no. Oh. <laughs> you got me like, oh. Paul, Paul would have be been the biggest Drake fan ever. Eventually found a Michael Brecker sample you know, for a song. I don't know. That is a excellent, that's an excellent consideration because I do know there's one sample that in, my, in my mind I do know somebody sampled Michael Brecker and that was it was like a Wolfpack video of um, somebody was talking about like a pencil and then Michael Brecker was playing the Iwi and Jack Stratton kind of like put those two things together and it was kind of hip and cool. It's on the Wolfpack YouTube channel. But in terms of like sampling out Michael Brecker band, I mean, he was in many bands. He had his Brecker Brothers band, Steps Ahead was like a jazz fusion band, his own, you know, um, bands like the Michael Brecker quartet, quintet, sextet, whatever it may be. Um, but he did a lot of like funk, rock, fusion type genres that I think would be very suitable for sampling nowadays. Paul, I think you should do that. I think I should, but I honestly don't. I've tried the sample things before. I've done little projects in GarageBand, but it's difficult. I it's difficult to do that. Oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah, sampling is tough. Sometimes I'll just go on YouTube and I'll be like, "Weird old jazz," and like <laughs> try to find. That's how I find samples. But mm-hmm. I've been sampling a lot of vintage Hawaiian music lately too. Okay. Wow! Yeah, nice, nice. Sometimes with samples, I I always think of Kanye. Uh, just like some some killer, just like old tunes that you would have never heard of ever, but they're so good, the original tunes, and they obviously become popular because mm-hmm. of Kanye. Um, I always think like, man, if you're going to have a good sample, you got to have like a killing music taste, just like super deep and just find some gold and just take that, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to expand my music taste as wide as possible for the eventual killing sample that I'm going to create sometime down even the line. just looking for samples really expands your yeah, music taste absolutely like you find a weird youtube playlist and then like i add so much stuff to spotify that i don't actually sample i'm just like i can't sample this but i i really like it so mm-hmm. i'll listen to it i tried sampling a um like an old piano like a Majamal recording it was him playing like this floaty thing above like b flat and there's some strings in the background and I tried like putting my own little bass line to it, and it was good. But the thing that I don't understand when you, when you're sampling something is like, how do you add chords to something where there's already chords into? It? Like, there's a lot of clash there, you know. Like, I you don't have to EQ equalize. Yeah, equalize? EQ. You're right. Equalize it, or yeah. like you have to adjust the the equalization settings. Yeah, that <laughs> like that helps if like you can isolate parts where there are chords or there aren't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I've I've always so I'm in. I'm in like a, I'm in a band, right? And it's not it's not quite treadmill level, right? But it is a it's like a progressive rock, stoner rock type band that my cousin is 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 front running. You know, I he's he's it's all his music, it's all his ideas, and I'm just kind of playing bass alongside and having fun with it. Um, we've been making, developing an EP for about two years now been a long time wow it's, it's been a long time that doesn't you know you may say wow this must be an amazing piece of work that is <laughs> absolutely couldn't be further from the truth but all these mentions of sampling and, and just editing music and and you know you mentioning how you work on tracks strictly online sometimes mm-hmm. um and these steps to create the project that you have is kind of is really really cool to see um something that you know I can somewhat relate to, but nowhere near as efficient. Um, so I guess 
with all that in mind, you know, as a novice music maker myself, and maybe others who are considering making music in the future, what would you recommend to these people who want to say, hey, I want to make some music. What do I do? Well, that's, you know, we actually, I was hoping to uh, segue into this. Um, we are expanding Treadmill, oh. kind of. Oh my so goodness. So we are starting a little record label called Undocumented Records. Okay. And it's not like your average big like label, obviously, you know, because we're just a small band. Yeah. But our goal, this and, and this was kind of our goal from the beginning as well at the start of Treadmill was to help out like small artists or people that don't really know what they're doing when they're starting to make music. So we've already got a couple people come to us and I've made a, I made a pop song beat for this, for this girl that lives in the, in the area that went to school in Chicago as well that we have like a mutual friend with. Yeah. Very talented singer. Don't know how much I can say about it, but that's going to be probably one of our first tracks under the label. Yeah. So, so we have a whole team basically, like I said, how me, Austin and Sammy have our own little things that we're good at. Like I'd be producing some songs for whoever reaches out, whatever kind of genre they're looking for. And then we have Austin who just, he's got the organization, you know, like he'll mix the songs. Um, and then Sammy can help with writing and he's definitely just got a really creative mind. So <laughs> with, um, with visuals and all that. And, uh, we also have a guy that takes pictures. So we just, we really have like a whole little team for a label. So we're kind of just, we are, aiming to be what we wish we had when we first started. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You said undocumented records, right? Yes. Nice. I like that. So basically to answer the question, uh, just talk to Eric. (laughs) Just talk to Eric and talk to these guys if you want (laughs) to, if you want to start music. And you know, Uh, what a great segue to our first sponsor, Skillshare. (laughs) 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 Are you guys going to go on uh, Skillshare and get a course on Skillshare? Sometimes down the line. (laughs) I mean, these guys are like, Paul, I don't know. The the more I, I hear Eric talk about this stuff, the more I'm like, wow, you guys are really going above and beyond. Just like, I mean, you're, you got your own place. You got your own record label now. Um, yeah, me, we're a registered LLC, actually. No Forgot way. to mention that. Congratulations. Yeah. What the <laughs> so heck? we can uh, write off equipment we buy oh in taxes. Oh, my gosh. That's the reason you're doing it. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, that, uh, that's the reason. Are oh. you guys based in the state of Illinois, or did you go somewhere else for better like laws or, or whatnot? We are in Illinois. We're okay. gonna We're moving to... Northwest um, Chicago, not the suburbs, but mm-hmm. got it, got it, yeah. very good. Well, I don't know. I find that all very inspiring. But we 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 often have guests here that just do inspiring work with the things that they care about a lot, and you're no exception, Eric. You, you're doing some great work, and mm-hmm. it's really cool to see what you're doing, especially coming from you know being good friends in 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 our high school and coming out of the burbs here. It's very very cool to see you pursuing that very very actively. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, and one more piece of advice is go get a TikTok and, like, just practice and, like, show people your progress or ask people for help. Like, really, TikTok is, like, the millennial Gen Z LinkedIn. Like, wow. <laughs> I've I've gotten so many people. Like, I've collaborated with a couple people now just from TikTok, just from being, like, look, I made this. And then people are like, whoa, that's cool. Let's make something together. And, like, and you just make something together. I mean, sometimes nothing comes from it but like it's always fun to just meet new people and like yeah but i've been uh pretty active on tiktok lately that's very interesting i like that take i i like that take a a lot too uh you know as 
older gentlemen, uh, we like to describe TikTok as just like Zoomer, like <laughs> just absolute. I, I don't even know how you describe. Just like an, a wasteland for Zoomers. Definitely can be. I'm it can be, but 100%. the way you described it as a Gen Z LinkedIn, I think is fascinating. And I agree. Um, you know, in any social media p- platform, it could be used. Uh, as a tool to develop connections with other people. Mm-hmm. There was a period, small, small period in time I had like a base accounts, which was very, very casual, or I'd, I'd play covers on my base. And I interacted with people all around the world, from across the U.S. to even around the world, some people in Brazil, some people in the U.K., just like, hey, man, you know, like asking about like tunes or recommending tunes or recommending recording solutions for future videos. Like, I don't know. Just like interactions I would never have, and they never – it was never in, intent to like, you know, have like a business partnership with someone from the UK, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> but it was just like, it was like a cool experience that I've otherwise never had. And, you know, it sounds like TikTok is a good solution. It's obviously very big. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I like that suggestion a lot. Very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've definitely taken the boomer aspect of this. I don't have any uh, social media. I've gotten rid of all my accounts and I do that just so like I can, you know, get my time back and plus i in my opinion i think social media is more like it's a time wasting kind of device but i mean in this sense using tiktok as a tool to further your career as a musician i mean you said it like where the musicians are nowadays are on tiktok that's for releasing their music that's releasing their beats and that's how you can find people really easily and i mean that, that that right there makes a lot of sense so i guess if you use tiktok as a tool not as a you know a toy a toy yeah i like that and yeah that's way to go i mean plus too like I spend most. I waste. Sorry, I waste most of my time on Reddit, and Reddit is very much like a. Oh, TikTok is such a bad platform. Look at all these crappy videos on TikTok. It's so cringy, cringy AF. You know, so I have this view in my mind of TikTok being like, oh yeah, that's just you know, Zoomers just doing stupid things for for views. Yeah, everything has its own niche. There's definitely a niche for just god awful <laughs> horribleness yeah. but i mean reddit is no, no stranger for that oh too. absolutely <laughs> not yeah i mean the, yeah. yeah they every piece i mean every little sector on the internet has has some awfulness one way or n- another but <laughs> i could definitely see where there would be actual tight-knit communities on tiktok and and some valuable stuff there for sure. I think the next place I release my songs could be on 4chan. On 4chan, <laughs> you're you're gonna drop some checks. I'm gonna drop drop some checks on 4chan. Don't, don't do that. That's a terrible idea. Terrible. All you need is one big video. I I got a mil- a million views on one of my videos on TikTok. What? Yeah, <laughs> just completely randomly. And then oh like, my goodness! From there, like you just get five thousand followers basically, like without doing anything. What did you do? Okay, so what did you do? Normally, I post just like I started a little series of like. What would this picture sound like if, like, if this picture was an album cover, basically? Like, what would the music sound like? That was what it was called. And by the way, that idea, like, is super cool in and of itself. Like, forget the content. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. That's so original. I did famous paintings as well. Like, that's awesome. I was like, what would this painting sound like? But the video that got the most views that, like, that really blew up was... um. There's just a website called everynoise.com. Oh, yes. yeah. I, I, seen that. I literally yeah. just explained what that was and, like, clicked on some and, like, made a joke after him. Like, Swiss reggae was one. And yeah. Like, like, Canadian deathcore. Yes, yes, or like yes. Christian mm-hmm. murder music. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, Like, that's yeah. literally, like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's thousands yeah, of people, entries. People really movies. liked yeah. that, so... And that was the million, million view one. Yeah. Explaining yeah. that... Amazing website. I've seen that one, but Paul and I have seen that one before. Yeah, was, you, you showed it to me. Yeah, I love, yeah. love that. It, was, it, was it crashes stuff. my laptop, though. <laughs> <laughs> Can't handle it. Yeah. 
That's amazing, dude. Oh my goodness. Maybe, I in in the matter of five minutes here, I think I've completely changed my mind about TikTok, Paul. I'm not gonna lie. Jacob, I think we should get a TikTok um inside pod account. For inside Oh yeah, put yeah. the highlights on there. Put the highlights. well see that you know, that's what we're thinking about too. And uh, you know, it's what so for the for the listeners, your, what was your major? You just graduated. Congra- congratulations. I graduated in December. My major was integrated marketing and communications with a concentration in creative advertising. Beautiful. Tight. Tight. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so you know a thing or two about marketing and 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 its applications in social media. Mm-hmm. Um, so the inside podcast, if we were to apply ourselves into TikTok, into Instagram, you know, we, we got our own Instagram and we post our little cute little skits or whatever, and that's fun and good. Um, what would you recommend for the inside podcast? We want your consulting right now live. Okay. What um, would you do? You have to like, before you can really have a, a purposeful, like big video, you have to analyze you have to you have to scroll through TikTok a little bit, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> through okay. the for you page, you know. You gotta <laughs> see what are some trends, what are some popular sounds, because it's all like you gotta just feed off of what's popular. Of course, you can always just like post something that's just gold, and it'll just, and just be popular. Yeah, but, it, but that's like a lot of people yeah. can just feed off of like the algorithm. Like you use a popular sound, you do a popular trend, like it'll likely. Just blow up. But if you can tie in, like that's what I was trying to do with my little different series. I was trying to play the TikTok game, okay. but also doing what I like doing. You know, that's that's the best way to go about TikTok. So I don't know, maybe throw some songs in the background or like, you know, put some popular hashtags. I don't know. Brilliant. There's a, there's a way to do it. So gotcha. you're saying that Jacob and I need to suck up to the, the market. We need to become sheep of what the trends are exactly I, i'm i'm a fan of that paul well oh, i don't I, know i don't I know think, well i think we don't have to go full-blown just like if you like this video please sh- please be sure to you know like we don't got to go all out you know what i'm saying but or get like a inside podcast hour hour c- compilation or something what's that is that still relevant yeah, our, our? a little bit what is that it's fading but it's there's just a dog that goes ow ow <laughs> 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 I've never heard of that ever. No, no, yeah, it's like it's a dog thing. Like, yeah, a little teeny dog, and the way the dog barks sounds like ow, ow. It's like three hundred years old. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's like the only thing that I have like consumed from TikTok and like mildly enjoyed. Okay. <laughs> so that's why like that came to my mind. Interesting. All right. Well, we got to make some moves on TikTok, Paul. You know what? We'll we'll just follow under Eric's footsteps and eventually hit a banger million view video. Okay, well, we'll here's another on. thing. Here's another thing. So TikTok is a video like based platform essentially. I know that music is a big part of it too, but you know the video is another big aspect. And I mean, a, a, a roadblock that Jacob and I kind of come into is if you look at our our studio or my studio, there right are here, no cameras. There's no cameras, and we just gotta we just gotta record. We gotta start recording. We gotta start recording. Yeah. And the I mean, issues with that, of course, is like you know the equipment, the the space, like the editing down like all the the content and like that's a big process oh yeah and you know like i know we're getting kind of like we're really tearing down the curtain here but jake and i have conversations about like the inside podcast and where we want to take it and we don't know like how big it's ever going to get I and mean, we're pretty content with just the, the little community we have made in like the chicagoland suburbs and we were happy with that but you know um yeah know. we're we're you know we've i i feel like we've decided to is like you know like this is cool where we're at you know if it pops that is awesome that's cool and we'll, we'll rock with that but if it remains at, at a steady level as it's at right now then we'll keep rocking with that too you know um and i feel like 
or with anticipating a sort of success out of anything. I don't know. I don't know what you say about treadmill, but uh, just anticipating like, oh, you know, we expect to hit this. Like, so oh, okay, that's a good question. So, um, when when you're making music and when you're releasing tracks, um, what is like what what sort of goals do you guys have uh, when when releasing these tracks? What what goes through your mind? It's different every time. Like sometimes if we have a video, we'll be like, do we? put the song out with the video but then we're like then like just one of them is gonna get like yeah like a good kickstart you know sure um yeah if you it depends what you put into it you know like you can submit to different playlists and get plays that way but then it's like you're not sometimes you're not getting real like fans or listeners you're just getting those temporary plays yeah yeah i mean so organic um, promotion is sometimes the best way to go about it. Like, it's the most genuine, um, most genuine fans you get that way for sure. Sure, yeah, and that's what we're looking to, Paul. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like we just just genuine. Because I mean that I mean a, a podcast. It's hard to get just non-organic fan. You're listening to us talk for over an hour. That, I mean, yeah. you got to really like us a lot if you're going to be dealing with us for over an hour per episode. That's kind of tough. But. At this moment, I want to say, uh, Mother, I love you. Wow, if, if yeah, because we know that's the, that's the one. I think she's she's definitely a big fan of this podcast. Yeah, she's a big fan. But uh, anyway, um, so that that's some great insight. Um, it's, it's great to uh, get get inside the mind of Eric, uh, thinking about treadmill and stuff. And we want to do a little bit of a, actually. I got one more question. Yeah, for what's Eric. up? One more question. So, um, you mentioned that you got one video that like popped off a million views. Like, congratulations mm-hmm. on that right there, and. I, I would assume that things that you post, things that you, you put online do get a lot of attraction because I know Treadmill is a kind of an up-and-coming you know, brand, really. Treadmill, you could say it's a brand, right? Yeah. You got merch coming. We're going to yeah. talk about that later. But, you know, one of the aspects of why I left social media a couple of years ago was that um, the enjoyment you get, or not enjoyment, the dopamine rush you get when you post something and then people like and they comment and they you know interact with that, right? And I'm wondering, like, if you could talk me through or talk us through that kind of thought process of, because I would assume the reason why you're posting all this music is, you know, it's um, emotional reasons and it's, you know, um, personal reasons and you're trying to put something out that you want to say in the world. And that's great. But I, I still can't help but shake. I think some people that are really big on social media, sometimes they transition from doing this for like themselves and they do it for that dopamine rush, you know? Mm-hmm. Have you ever had any conflict like that? Thinking like, oh, I want to post this thing for the likes or like, oh no, I want to post this because I have something to say. I want to say it. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it is for like, I just genuinely en- enjoy like making music and like doing fun little things like that. But I do do it for like exposure as well. Like I would love to have like just more of an audience and like also to transfer that over to treadmill and and stuff like that you know it's definitely for both i don't feel like it's super super toxic or anything it definitely can get to that point like for some people but yeah at this point i still love like what i'm if i don't feel like posting a video if i don't have any ideas i'm not gonna like go and force myself to do something of course I like that. I actually like that question a lot. Um, I want to add on to that. So, I don't know. In your in your learnings as a collegiate student, you know, was there ever like a, um, did you ever learn about like a divide between like being like a snake oil sal- salesman versus like an actual genuine person when you're trying to push something, an idea or something you're 
actually maybe even actually selling you know is there is there a divide there um yeah i mean in marketing especially it's like i don't want to i i want to try my best to like be genuine always or like support like good causes i don't want to like lie to sell things you know like that's like what a lot of uh, marketing is Mm -hmm. really but yeah i don't know it's a tough one i feel i feel like it's a very tough one i the answer is just be genuine but what you know yeah i don't know it's a it's a very tough thing and i find so like as as easy it may seem like on the surface to just put hashtags post often comment on other people's stuff and you'll get millions of followers you know easy money but it's i feel like it's a lot harder and it really depends on your character and and what you're what you're selling what you're pushing um any one slip up and and you know people are going to look at you differently and um it's a it's a tough gig man being mm-hmm. a lot of luck involved too oh just, absolutely yeah. yeah for sure pulling that that lever every single time you, you do the post right to see what what happens yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. absolutely so uh we wanted to mention merch merchandise yeah so that's a big step in treadmill we recently had you guys sell some merch it's kind of a big deal and it was represented on the podcast instagram page. it was yeah. it was that boy <laughs> b marps hitting us with the, the awesome. sick the uh, sick uh picture there but uh yeah uh, uh by the way we've reached this far into this point if you have not yet followed the instagram po- uh, the the podcast instagram at the inside pod what are you doing go follow that right now we're gonna have some spicy content. Actually, yes. Go follow that and then please come back to the VIP section of the podcast. Oh, yeah. We, we've made it this far, yeah. We, the VIP <laughs> section is if, you know, w- once we reach a certain point in, in, in the podcast, the, the listeners tend to trail off because either they, they made it to their commuting destination or they get tired of listening to Jacob's voice at, after a certain time. It just tends to work. So if you made it to this point, thank you. Thank you. And we're going to we're gonna now talk about... Uh, um, merch merchandise brian did wear some so the the transition into selling merch as a band i feel like that's a big one i feel like it's a bit so so what's going on with that what made you guys decide to start selling so we have sold merch in the past like one or two times but it was different because we um we would have people put their orders in first and then like it would be a longer process you know we'd have after the orders come in we would then we would make the orders and have okay. ship out but this was the first time we were like let's just order in bulk and then pray that people buy stuff <laughs> yeah <laughs> just so we can get people there uh their clothes faster and it worked out pretty well i think we have like a couple things left in nice. the shop like some patches maybe some hats but like the hoodies are i think are gone wow yeah i think we ordered and we ordered like 30 plus of of everything, I that's think that's amazing. That's pretty cool. <laughs> so yeah. a lot, a lot of treadmill merch flying around. That's very cool. Very cool. Yeah, I drew the, I drew the design on the T-shirt, the little treadmill on okay. fire, and then we had some embroidery done by like a local place. I'm pretty sure Austin is the one that deals with most of that. Nice intricacy stuff. It looks very clean, very fresh. I'm a big fan of uh, of the dr- the merch you guys dropped. Yeah, that little logo, mm-hmm. the, like the patch. Or that little like embroidered logo on the yeah. hat and the hoodie is actually inspired by the Pilot Gas logo. If you look that up, it's like the same colors. We just switched out the text because it just looks. It's pilot, a clean logo. You said Pilot Gas. Pilot Gas. 
It's like a gas station logo. <laughs> oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like kind of red and, and, and yellow and mm-hmm. all that. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know. Yeah, People I always see ask. That. Yes, yeah. I, I, inspired yeah. by something. Very cool. Tip. Yeah, that's very, very hip. <laughs> pilot gas. Very cool. It, do, it does look very hip. There you go. Um, well. Uh, collab soon with pilot gas? Pilot gas. Ooh. <laughs> pilot gas collab. <laughs> this track is gas. Straight gas. <laughs> this gas station's gas. <laughs> very cool. Uh and uh, so Eric, you're a big, you're a big, uh, well, I don't know if you self-proclaimed model, but we we we, we see you <laughs> from the outside as big-time model, maybe amateur <laughs> level, but on on the outside looking in, professional level for sure. I just have a lot of friends with the cameras, honestly. and they're they're just constantly <laughs> taking pictures. Well, I mean that just goes to show how easy it is for you. You're just you're just standing there, and they take pictures, and you're just rolling. But I can't say this, Eric. Your Instagram is soaking. There's a lot, a lot of good drip on there. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, fashion. We want to talk about fashion here. Uh, what? So, man, what? What's a good question to ask about fashion? Where do you start? Where do you start? Because I, I've tried to. If you look at my, my closet is literally right there. You know, as you can see, there's some themes of, of plaid and all that. Mm-hmm. You know, I know that plaid is generally known as like not in style, right? It's coming back. It's coming it's back. Kinda, it's kind of. I, I, guess, I guess this, guess this guy's stockpiling. Yeah, I'm already. I'm, I'm already. I'm way ahead. He's of the ready curve. for the trend. <laughs> plaid puka shells. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, I guess my question now is like. Now, as someone who is in the outside rings of fashion, like I don't know where to even start looking. Where does one person find the trends? Is this all on like TikTok, as you would say, Instagram? You find these trends, or just being out and about in the town or what? I look at what people are wearing. Like, where do you how? Where do you how? Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy. I feel like in 2020, 2021, like everything, nothing's really out of style anymore. Like people can dress up like they're from any generation and walk down the street and like probably wouldn't blink an eye like i see people walking around like like dressed like they are out of uh even stevens or like just a disney show like sure or like from the 90s or from even like i saw a dude walking around like in a 70s fit like just looked like he was in a band yeah like jacob and i saw somebody fishing at one of our local lakes (laughs) And was wearing a full-on like business suit. Like, it was tan. so hip. Yeah. It was so <laughs> hip. Fishing with it like, was album cover tie. material. <laughs> yeah. The Dang. dude. I mean, he was. I'm, I'm sure he had got some sick catches from the lake there. Oh, I, it was so cool. Business yeah. business suit. But uh, yeah, I, I actually like that comment a lot. There's a lot of people. I mean, especially in the city in Chicago. You know, the the little bit of time that I spent there, there was definitely a lot of people wearing a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're right. I mean. It is, you can really wear whatever you want as long as, and they say this often, as long as you feel comfortable wearing it. And you have some confidence, I guess. Yes. Too. Then yeah. that's all it takes, and, and you'll pop off wearing whatever you want. So um, I guess what made you find, the, I guess, the style that you're, you're rocking with nowadays? Like, what, what, what about that do you feel most comfortable in? I don't know. I think everything I'm wearing right now is from a thrift store. Yeah. Like a different yeah. thrift store. Yeah. Paul and I have been doing a lot of thrifting lately, and uh, it's been well. That the shirt he's wearing right now is, is is thrifted. This was thrifted literally yesterday. Yeah, nice. So. Yeah, I mean, it's all. It's cool to know that what you're wearing is like pretty unique. Yeah, or like not unique, but <laughs> right. <laughs> but like, 
it's it's you know it's not from like a, a big time store and, and not a lot of people yeah. are gonna be seeing it. I, yeah. I definitely see what or you're saying. Or it could be like a hand me down from yeah. like someone's Ages grandpa. Ago. Like exactly, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. So you know, I, I'm gonna connect something to disc golf right here. Just give me a sec. Okay. okay. So in disc Let's golf, there's like a push. Like disc golf obviously made of plastic, right? And we all know plastic isn't like the best material for the environment. You know, it doesn't break down very easily. And there's kind of a push I've noticed for instead of buying used discs, you want to buy, or sorry, instead of buying new discs, you want to buy used. So to have less of incentive for manufacturers to be just pumping out more plastic into the world, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking about, okay, transition to clothes, right? Thrifting clothes. Everybody, I think it's a safe assessment to say that most high-end fashion brands are made in sweatshops with not good working conditions, not good paying conditions, right? And buying things from thrift stores gives a, um, maybe not incentive, but like a, what's we're looking for? Jay, you want, you know? Environmental consciousness. I yes, yeah. Like, fashion. like flipping the bird to the big company saying, hey, you know, I can look fly going through the thrift stores. I don't need to spend an arm and a leg buying something that was made in, in a sweatshop, supporting yeah. that, that business model. I don't want to support that business model. I'm going to buy something for $4 and look really good. And if people are spending like an arm and a leg, you know, they're, it's in right now to buy from local people that are making clothes. Like that's kind of along the same lines as thrifting to me is like, it's still unique or like not a lot of people have it and you're supporting someone. It's like, if you're going to buy expensive clothes, you might as well get something like super cool that somebody made, you know, like that's Mm -hmm. in right now. So, okay. You know, now like this is just me totally kind of riffing off the top of my head right now, but you said like in the 2020, 2021 kind of era that there's not really like a, style that's in like everything is generally accepted so now what that's kind of make me thinking about is like the general population is kind of like on this level playing field but would you maybe make an assessment that the wealthy are going to be going to these more high-end thrift stores to kind of like show off their wealth you know now we're seeing more of like a wealth divide from fashion if that makes any sense yeah i mean there's people that they'll take clothes that like their parents bought them or like they'll go to the thrift store you know and and resell it for like designer prices like or like if you find something expensive at a thrift store people will sell it for what it's worth and it's i don't know that just does not sit right with me Mm -hmm. but i remember uh maybe not exactly related but i think gucci dropped like a shoe that was like actually like purposely dirty or something i don't know something strange like that and just trying to like blend the line between yeah this is like thrifted and we're cool but like here buy it for like a thousand dollars you know it's just ridiculous i don't know so i definitely see what you're see what you're dropping paul there, there, there's a lot of makes a lot of sense there mm-hmm. all i'm saying is that support your local uh tailors support your local thrift stores go thrifting don't buy new buy used Thrifting's a lot of fun too yeah thrifting is a lot of fun too yeah, yeah. i mean we had an episode where we talked about one of the the best thrifting pur- purchases you've ever made in your life jacob right Listen, okay. So Why is she wearing? You should have worn it today. I should have worn it today. It would have been absolutely fire. Uh, it was a shirt that says uh, "Nothing but Jacob." It was a <laughs> it was a bar mitzvah sweater. Okay, and some some young man named Jacob had a Jacob had a phenomenal bar mitzvah scene, but someone who acquired the sweater didn't quite like it or didn't quite fit them, so they donated it to their local uh, thrift store. Right. So I decided to purchase the sweater. It, it's it, you know. It, it fits quite nicely. It's very comfy, and it, you know, it sports my name. Nothing but Jacob because, I don't know, there's like a basketball going through a hoop. It's like nothing but net, but it's nothing but Jacob. Yeah, it doesn't make sense It, it doesn't all. make any sense, but you know what? I'm sure Jacob, the, the guy, Bigger. Jacob out there is a big fan of... Uh, <laughs> where that, like, where you got that? Oh, no, thrifted, yeah. That's yeah. awesome. 
It was a, yeah, I mean, I'm sure he was a big fan of basketball, and they were looking for any sort of slogan, any sort of, it's like, what, what can we relate Jacob with basketball? Ah, and they just sent it. Maybe they were on a time limit or something to make these pieces of clothing, but I took advantage, and I now own a nothing but Jacob Black sweatshirt. There's always, like, bar mitzvah, bat mitzvah. Always. Like, sweaters and stuff. Always, and it's so good. And I'm so glad that Paul found that he's like, Jacob, you got to get this. I'm like, yeah. I got it. So to kind of expand my my fashion, I've made a little bit of a uh, conscious decision to like search for funky pants, just different out there. Me pants. too. Yeah, actually. Yeah. So I um, there was this thing from John Mayer, legendary John Mayer from ages ago. I think it was like a, a one or two years ago. He he made this video or something just describing, hey, uh, your next outfit or whatever, try starting with the pants, you know. Start with a pair of pants and then build the pot. Because, you know, you usually have like a shirt or a sweater or something that's like the, the focus mm-hmm. of your outfit. But try starting with the pants, you know? Not enough love for the pants that's out so there. so smart. Yeah. Such a genius. So I was like, okay. Uh, I like that ideology a lot. And I've developed the confidence to actually sort of pursue that. So I found some actually kind of nutty, you know, plaid pants. Oh man, yeah. they're so, I unfortunately they're not they're not tailored. They're a little bit, you know, fat on the on the on the shin side and I got to get them, you know, slimmed down a little bit. But when they are slimmed down, oh man, you're going you're going to see some nutty outfits from me. <laughs> that is for sure. So Okay, I finally found a place to put in that quote I said earlier. Um, Let's hear it. Learn the learn the rules like a professional so you can break the rules like an artist, right? So I think obviously it's safe to say that if you wear like plaid pants like a striped shirt, that's you're breaking the rules. You're breaking the rules, you know. And but with that, like, go all the way around the circle of like not being hip, not being hip, kind of hip. Oh my goodness, that is super hip, you know. Have you ever seen somebody in public like obviously break the rules? It is so unhip that it's hip. Yeah. Like, I, do you have any like uh, examples of that? I feel like I've really have seen something like that. Like, or people wear like three pairs of pants. Like, there's a picture of Steve Lacey <laughs> in like a kilt and jeans. And then, like, leather pants, like, all in one. Disgusting, but I don't know if so I amazing. It, but, mm-hmm. but, yeah, like, you can definitely, it just, he's, like, the most confident person I've ever seen. Like, he'll just wear, like, a fishnet crop top <laughs> out, and, like, he's fine. Like, it's awesome. Yeah. Okay. But I can't depends. say I've found too many fishnet crop tops in, mm-hmm. in, in my local thrift store. I'm not going to lie. I, <laughs> I, I, might, I may have to I mean, Jacob, search more. If I did find those, that would be an instant purchase for me. It would have to be. Say. It would have to be. You know, I'm be getting no a choice. new, with, with that little statement, Eric, man, I'm getting, kind of getting a new light and fashion, you know? Really? It's like, you know, what fashion is, it's like confidence in your own body, you know? Yeah. Being able to like, hey, I don't care what I throw on my body. I'm so confident with who I am. I'm going to go out looking fly, like, no matter what. Look at know? Steve Lazy here. Camo. Like thigh high boots, with a like a Woo. checkered dress, Woo. like <laughs> rocking it. That is soaking. Um, I can't say that I would ever wear such s- such attire. You're not confident in your body, Jacob. Man. I'm not. I've, I've got a. S- I'm a few steps away from Mr. Steve Lacey. I'm a few steps away. Yeah, legend, legend. But you know. Uh, I think we're working towards it. You know, I think I think Paul's made some big strides of just like I normally don't wear horizontal striped shirts. That's, that's vertical, Paul. I normally don't wear vertical striped shirts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely cutting that one out right okay. there. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> All right. Well, um, yeah. So, and, and you know, I don't normally wear plaid pants, but one day I'll be wearing those. And Eric, is there is there like a okay? 
Paul has this thing when he enters a thrift store. Thrift store, and what's it called? The the one. Oh yeah, yeah. So um, I have a, I call it a white wall, white white whale purchase. Something I've been looking for for years, and if I find it, instant buy. I don't care how big it is, I'll get it tailored. But I want a wool sports jacket, either you know navy, dark blue. black just some sort of dark wool navy or yeah dark wool colored sports jacket i'm looking for it to have speckled um colors like little speckled pieces of wool that are like red and blue and yellow and green like the primary colors you know as you can see that's kind of my vibe Mm -hmm. and i've seen people wear that before i've seen people wear that before in public and i think that's just the hippest thing ever because from from a far distance it just looks like a normal navy or a, a black you know wool sports coat but up close you get that little pop of color I've been looking for that forever. So I guess, Jake, it was your question, if Eric has So my, like yeah, do you have a, you said a white whale? A white whale, A yeah. white whale purchase, something, oh, man, I, I need this in my life. Hmm. Nothing but know. Eric, maybe? Nothing but yeah, Eric. you know? <laughs> I, but I, along the, those lines, along with the white, the white whale, I would like, you have to be careful if you're looking for something specific when you're thrifting. You won't this is find true. it. Like this is very true. That's the scariest part. You'll, you'll lock I always yourself try to in. go with a clear mind. Like, I don't know what I'm going to find. Let's see. That's right, actually so, very true. So it's like like a curse. If I'm looking for this, it I'm never going to find it. It is a little bit of a curse. You might just want to make it or or something. I don't know. So you're telling me if the next time I go to a thrift store and I go in with the mindset of, I'm just going in and see what they have, I'm going to maybe find yeah, that jacket. You might. <laughs> you might. Yeah. 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 I, I, I actually do like that a lot because, you know, really, if you do open up your yeah. There, there have been times where I walk in and I'm like, oh, I need I need this, this, and that, and it's just complete failure. It's like, oh, they don't have any of this, and it's like a bad time. But if I just go, you know what? I'm just going to look through everything, and oh, my gosh, this is actually kind of cool, and you get it. I always like lower your expectations. In always, in any aspect in life, always lower your expectations. <laughs> Although I will say, coming into this uh, this podcast recording here, expectations through the roof, and you know what? They're being met. No, no, mine were just lowered so wow, low. Yeah, really? just, just so, you know, I could... Uh, you know, experience the the I don't the, know, I don't the, know the, the beauty of Eric <laughs> Crow, the, just the, the flawless everything, everything. But uh, wow. <laughs> Eric's like, okay, dude. Also, yeah. Jacob, when you're looking for pants, don't um, don't forget about the women's section. True. Sometimes that like w- girls have the coolest pants. Like, of course, they don't like have the right fit. Yeah. On me sometimes, but like. I'm the not, pants that I bought weren't the right fit either, and you know we'll tailor tailor them anyway. But you're you're absolutely it's like right. crazy floral patterns or cool. like like I don't know. There's always cool stuff. I I think I've yet to buy a pair. Of, I might have like one pair of women's pants. Sure, dude. I, don't sleep on. That is true. That is he. You know he. That's a great point. I like that a lot. Eric, I want your opinion on something. Corduroy Shoot. pants. I have a pair. I wore them yesterday. Nice. Those are nice. definitely in style now. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Corduroy pants. I'll. Corduroy I'll everything. Corduroy, corduroy everything. Bucket hat, corduroy. Oh. Corduroy suit. Like the new Canadian tuxedos. Next time I come thrifting. up with a name. Ever come across corduroy socks? Oh. That sounds. Can't tell if that would be really comfortable or <laughs> horrible. That could be terrible. I Corduroy shoes. Oof. <laughs> now, now we are talking. Now we're talking. Yeah. Now, next time I go thrifting, I will not be searching for corduroy stuff and then once i find them i will be like yes i'm buying it exactly (laughs) what you say because it's definitely true we were thrifting yesterday i do distinctly remember looking in the men's section was just 
black, 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 blue, dark blue, dark blue, black, 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 navy, tan, tan. You know, just all like the, the typical colors. And mm-hmm. the women's section pants, it was just like floral, corduroy, red, green, like amazing pattern, you know, plaid, just amazing things. So you gotta hold it up to your legs and like and pray that it will fit. Yeah. Okay. I like that a lot. Very good. And also support your local businesses. Go to tailors. Go to um, clothiers, whatever they're called, um, and get those pants fitting nice. I've done that before. That's my. That's actually my dad's philosophy too. He's like, why would you go to Joseph A. Bank? Uh, we're not sponsored by Joseph A. Bank. That's not absolutely obvious. not. We will yeah. never be disgusting, disgusting <laughs> company. That one is. Buy things from Goodwill. Get them tailored. You'll have a great fitting suit for under hundred dollars. Absolutely, I like that. Very good, Eric. For you coming to this podcast, I was really thinking about what I, what I was going to wear. You know, because you're kind of <laughs> we we've definitely w- with your Instagram page. I'm thinking like, man, Eric is just one of the flyest people I know. <laughs> represented by I, I spiciest mean Instagram page. I mean, a sweater by the way. Oh, <laughs> yeah. thank you. And uh, I think uh, what I want to do right now is a live rating of our outfits. Let's go. Let's see it. All right. The outfits will be fe- featured on the Instagram. They w- you. So, again, if you have not followed yet, please do so. So you will not understand this section of the podcast if you don't check out the Instagram. So, Eric, let's start with Paul. What's going on? All right. The socks are definitely a plus. <laughs> no, I like it. Shoes, yes. house shoes, super comfy. Yep. I'm liking those. I do like the pants as well. The shirt is an insane color. I love it. <laughs> yeah, there we go. There Different. We go. I didn't know there were that many shades of cyan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I did, I did not know that too. You know, it was a <coughs> instant purchase. Yeah. So to describe to the listeners who are driving or something and can't access their phone at the time, some some uh, uh, socks with animals on them, dogs and cats to be sp- yes. specific. Gray pants and a vertical striped uh, collared shirt. Uh, mainly consisting of the color cyan with mm-hmm. a white shirt underneath. And Paul, you're looking splendid. It's bold. I'm going to give it a nine out of ten. Ooh. Oh, I like. It. Thank you so much. I appreciate uh, it. Now, if you had a hat or something to complete, some, maybe some jewelry. Ooh, okay, jewelry. I like that. Oh, I do have. But it's bold. There we go. Wow. There's a jewelry right there, <laughs> representing <laughs> Jesse Villa. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> point. Yeah, beautiful. What would you do to so your your addition would be jewelry, right? Yeah, maybe. What is your hat. opinion on okay, hat? But I want to know your opinion on like um chains, you know, like those kind of like necklaces. I like Cuz I've heard some hot takes on those things. Some yeah. people like them, some people don't like them. I've always wanted to rock a chain, but I I like I just can't I can't do it. I have a puka shell necklace in my backpack right now because a song we're working on is called uh, top secret information it's called y2k so we were just having some okay. fun taking okay. some pictures you heard, you heard it here folks wow. first folks yeah. wow if you made it this far oh my goodness welcome to the very 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 VIP. VIP. Very <laughs> VIP. yeah so that'll be out by the end of the month but yeah so i have had some 2000s gear that i was wearing nice okay yeah. so chains are, are in i think they're cool i have like a chain little like bracelet that i wear sometimes that i like I need to up the jewelry. That's for sure. I yeah. got one silver chain. Get some rings too. Get some rings while you're at it. Okay, rings are fun. Do you got some? I have a couple. I don't. Again, like I don't. I talk. I talk the talk, but, but I don't. <laughs> I don't yeah. Okay. Bring right. the rings. <laughs> okay. So now, Jacob's fit. What? Are, yeah. What are we rocking with here? I mean, I got Converse, Converse at the door. I don't got my shoes on right now, but thank you, Jacob. Appreciate that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you got it, buddy. I'll trust you. 
that you have Converse at the door. I do. The socks, classic. Cla- I mean, comfy Nike socks. Yep, exactly I'm right. I'm actually wearing com- two different socks right now. Is that in? Is that it, hip? It doesn't get more hip um, than that, Paul. I would, I yeah, would let's say just call it hip. And we're I, calling it hip. I've <laughs> totally done hip. my laundry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's a difference. Actually, yeah. I do have like a, a clean pair of socks in here. Uh oh. This this dude's so prepared today. Look at him. <laughs> so pretend he's Who wearing these socks. Oh my goodness. I think Those I may. Hip. I didn't I think I may on, have the exact same pair of socks, but no a different way. color. And I have this shirt in my backpack right now. I wore this yesterday. Oh, hip. it's a Hawaiian shirt, pretty much. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Anyway, no one can see any of this, but so it's all <laughs> good. Just, kind of just imagine, a, just imagine. I love how like we chose like the absolute worst topic to talk about on a podcast. No, no, <laughs> this is good though. This is good. This is good. You you will have your context on the the Instagram, uh, uh the podcast Instagram. True. So check it out. But yeah, Jacob has a bleach dyed, unless it's like it is it is a really up close fire pattern that I'm missing, but it, it looks it like bleach. bleach. It, we'll we'll call it fire pattern because quite gas you know so did you purchase it like that or did you do it yourself i purchased it from a friend who did it themselves oh excellent yeah yeah that's gonna that bumped you up a couple points i was (laughs) concerned i didn't i did not buy it from a a store no i did not yeah Mm -hmm. so they 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 bought a uh a black long sleeve champion shirts and they they bleached they they had this like small little business thing before they kind of just like stopped they're just like oh yeah we're working now so we don't want to pursue this too much but uh each shirt that they sold was unique you know it's like not i want this is not like tie-dye or whatever I, I don't know it's like unique pattern on each of the shirts that they sold so i'm like oh i'm very yeah. intrigued i'll support my friends and i've bleached a sweater yeah recently and, I, and it didn't turn out super good but I think bleached things are pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. What does one bleach something? I don't know. Do you just like scrunch it up or bleach yeah, it? Yeah, kind of how it. like you would tie dye something. You can just get it like a little pattern, however you want, and just, just go crazy with some bleach. Yeah, very cool. Be safe. Be yeah. Be <laughs> safe. Don't go. Don't go too crazy. Don't go too crazy. Yeah. yeah. Overall, I think I'm gonna go with a. Oh. Nine as well. Oh. So nice. He's got a nine point three. I got a nine point three. Maybe something you could do. Well, yeah. What would you add on to this? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not like a huge fan of like ripped jeans, but I feel like this fit could just tear them up. Maybe use some, some, uh, some grunge. Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Uh, I was Paul. We were we were shopping the other day, and the jeans that I was wearing, uh, different from these. Mm -hmm. Um. I I came home and they were completely torn. They were or, or split down the middle. <laughs> I don't know what was going. So not ripped in that way, but uh, I was so pissed. I was, I've never split a pair of jeans in my life until that day. Can you believe that? So Eric, I don't think you mean split in that or, or, or torn up in that way. Not grungy in that way. That's a little bit too grungy. But uh, okay, I'll take that advice. Yeah. At, at the knees, you know, slice them up, or yeah, hmm. yeah, I'll I'll. I'll I'll consider that. I like that a lot. Okay, Maybe very you know, good. A hat as well, or a hat as well, or jewelry. Okay. You know, Eric, I actually have a take on hats. I want, I want to get your opinion on this. I don't like hats. Don't like hats. Ooh. I mean. Maybe that that's not entirely true. I do wear hats. Yeah. I think hats can complete a fit, but in my opinion, hats ruin hair. I don't think that's really an opinion, but that's kind of like a. Absolutely. If you wear a hat, you got to commit to that hat for the rest of the 100%. day. A hundred percent. And yeah. that's honestly, I think I'm scared of that commitment sometimes. I th- I take pride in my hair. I love my hair. Paul's a I like to show Paul's off my hair. Paul's got great hair. Thank you so, so much. I know. I'm yeah. confident in my hair. So that's why, like, sometimes you don't really see me wearing a hat. Because if I wear a hat, that's a big commitment for the day, you know? 
Mm-hmm. Take off my hat and it's like, oh wow, your hair is flat and dumb. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll wear hats for like, like eighteen hours on end, like, and I'll be like, I gotta keep the hat on. Yeah, <laughs> like well, my my addition to that. Well, for me, when I wear a hat, is quite the opposite of a commitment because my hair is already an absolute mess and I gotta hide it. So that that's it, it is quite the opposite of a commitment. It's just like a. I'm not committing to anything when it comes to my hair, so I got to cover it up. It's like the body spray approach, shower in a can, shower in a hat. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, yeah. Yeah. So It's rare that I leave my house without wearing a hat, honestly, sometimes. Yeah, I'm always wearing a beanie. Then the summer comes and I put on like a baseball cap or something, but I'm looking to to just show off the hair more, but I feel like my hair is just so difficult sometimes it's not it's not bad man i don't know what you're talking about you know what are you on about it's a good looking head of hair just okay. being vain <laughs> so something else i, d- I noticed there too and jacob maybe you, you can speak to this maybe sure. i don't know because your hair is kind of doing all these crazy things yeah but eric i don't know if you've noticed but most guys have their hair going to their right yeah correct and you and i have our hair going to our left interesting I've never <laughs> have you noticed that I don't know. I can't say I'm not. I don't know. I don't know what determines someone's hair direction. Well, first, like, I know, like, part of it is genetics. Like, some people, like, their hair genetically parts to the left. Some people genetically parts to the right. But for me, like, in my case, the reason why my hair goes to uh, my left, the audience's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Is because, like, when I was first figuring out as, like, a sophomore in high school that you could actually put your hair into a, a different direction instead of just having a bowl cut around the entire your entire head which was pretty much me and you know early bowl high cuts school. are in now so i really they're in oh yeah <laughs> what <laughs> i would never bring it back paul okay back. well mm-hmm. sorry <laughs> i don't know i i don't think i'm that confident in my hair or maybe oh i should put my i should put my money where my mouth my mouth is and just flip it to whichever i think i go with this side just whichever side's balding less you know <laughs> yeah. You go with. Yeah. yeah sure i mean well i mean I, fortunately, I'm not balding, but for me, like just using, I'm so right hand dominant. It was much easier for go with my right hand, just to kind of go with my hair, go that direction across my head. My left hand, I'm not really dominant. My left hand that much, and this motion of, I mean, same reason why I wear a watch typically on my right hand, because that motion of you pulling up my right hand to look at the time, like that is more natural. That's why my hair goes to my left. That's like that's weird because our hair goes the same way, but I adjust my hair with my left hand. Hmm. Like I'll I'll go okay. from this side. I'll go like I go. I don't go like this. I don't know why. I just yeah. I just do this. I just think well, I don't know. I'm very right hand dominant. I should really incorporate my left hand. Like I had a roommate who was a percussionist, so he was you know, ambidextrous, right? And he said, yeah, just do things you don't normally do with your left hand, like like brushing your teeth. It may feel weird, but as, it'll get those muscles going. Are you, you saying know? he trained himself to be amb- amb- ambidextrous? He kind of well, he has to because he's per- he's a classical percussionist, so both oh. of his hands must be going mm. like an all firing all four cylinders all Got the time, it. you know. Okay. And he was like, yeah, like eating like uh, dinner, like with your fork, try your left hand. It's gonna feel weird, but hey, you'll get those muscles working. Brush your teeth, you know, like even small things like opening up a door. Normally, you do it with your right hand, do it with your left hand. That's just gonna get those muscles going. So maybe I'll start. Using my left hand to, p- to get my hair. Fun fact about myself. In eighth grade, on every, like, assignment, I wrote my name with my left hand. <laughs> and, like, I had teachers, like, comment, like, are you okay? <laughs> like, on my on my <laughs> quizzes and stuff. I'm like, yeah, I'm just writing my name with my left hand. <laughs> but I don't, never really stuck. But Dang. I don't know why I did that. That's fun. That's fun. My dad broke his 
right hand when he was a, a child. Same for my dad. Wow. Oh, and wow. maybe maybe your dad shares a similar story with my dad, but he was maybe not the origin story. My dad thought he was Spider Man, so he was climbing up like <laughs> the side of his house, and he fell down, and he broke his arm. Mm-hmm. So right arm was shot, done for. So he had to learn as a child how to write with his left hand. So my dad is you know kind of ambidextrous, ambidextrous in that regard. So he can write well both with his right and left hand because he was kind of forced into doing that. That's literally like the same for my dad. Really? Uh, my he dad trying just Spider-Man became too? a lefty. He was not trying to not be Spider- the Spider-Man part, but he <laughs> broke it like, I don't know, he might have been like bowling or something. <laughs> I don't even know as a kid. But yeah, now he's a lefty. Did he forget to like let go of the ball and then he like slid down the, the lane with the ball in his hand? <laughs> just hyperextended his <laughs> yeah, yeah. arm or something. I will say... Left-handed people are discriminated against a lot. I That's will a take. Say. That's, That's a, take. a big, ha- big hot take. In in any massive uh, lecture hall in college, two hundred some desks, only like ten of them are left-handed desks. Disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. And these poor, poor left-handed individuals got to deal with <coughs> right-handed desks. Um, what the heck? We we need to stand up for our left-handed brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. Make more left-handed desks. That's right. Yeah, but in baseball, they have an advantage. They're uh, closer true. to first base. Oh, you're right. This I never thought true. about it like that. They can start, there's a thing, lefties can start running, like, before they hit the ball. Like, they run as they as they hit. But don't, well, do they gotta, they gotta turn, though, no? Oh, no, never mind. No, as they hit, they their face, I uh-huh. understand. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. True. But, I mean, that's probably as as good of a advantage you'll have yeah. as a left-handed don't person. They, don't you get scholarships? Or can't you get college scholarships if you're left-handed? I, I'm maybe. Oh, you should. Stuff. What? You should. You should. I've seen some, I swear. No way. Or, like, if you're, like, just, like, too short or too tall, <laughs> you can get scholarships. <laughs> that's I like crazy. That. I love it. Well, people who are, I mean, it is, no, it's not that time. It It, it was that time. But in the future, if any listeners who are in uh, high school, if you're really short or really tall or left-handed, uh, take a look at those scholarships. Maybe you can get some money. Go to a nice school. Go get that money. You've been mm-hmm. struggling all your life as a left-handed person. I am sorry for what you've been enduring. Go get that scholarship. <laughs> Go get your bag. I want to bring it back to the hair, Eric. I want to bring it back to the hair. Okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I just that's this, this something I've just noticed that most people have their hair going to the right, and you and I have it going to the left. And I was just wondering if that was like a style decision you did to kind of like set yourself out from other people, or just happened to be that way. I think that's just kind of how it is today. Like sometimes I'll do a middle part, sometimes I'll just I'll have bangs. It just depends. Like I've got, I think I've my girlfriend's cut my hair like three times this week. Like nice, just trimming it. Like mm-hmm. I think like a month ago my hair was pretty long. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Hairs, it's a wild topic, you know. Eric, for me, <laughs> let me get your take on perms. I've <laughs> one time I can find a picture probably, but my friends curled my hair like really thinly. I look like Justin Timberlake. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know perms. Yeah, why not? Why should I care? True. <laughs> I unless it unless it doesn't look like like remotely real. Like maybe reconsider <laughs> yeah. reconsider it, but. Most people are like it. I don't know. I wouldn't notice. I tr- I got a perm long time ago. I think it was September. I was that wasn't too long ago. Twenty nineteen September twenty nineteen. I got a perm, and it was very poorly done. Um, uh, we went to the spot. Me and my buddy, who will not be named. I don't know if he wants to tell people that he got a perm. He's pretty embarrassed about it. I, I if I recall correctly. But uh, me and my buddy roll up on this place and they the lady says first of all can't speak a lick of english which is awesome i i got um 
you know, I got confidence from that. I was like, okay, great. She's gonna do, she's gonna do a fantastic job. But then my buddy's trying to translate a little bit, and, and he goes, oh, she hasn't done a perm in years. <laughs> she has no <laughs> idea what she's doing. I'm like, oh god. <laughs> it's like we're still rolling with this though, right? He's like, oh yeah, we're we're rolling with this, and uh, it just didn't. Uh, it wasn't very curly. It it just was <sighs> your hair long enough at the time. It was it was fairly long. Um, I I. I got it cut like on the sides, but like it was just like a perm on the on the top, right? Um, and it was it was decently long. I I think it would have been, I think it was to my benefit that she kind of messed it up because it was like it was very loose the curls, you know. So it still looked like a decent amount of hair. I think if it had been a lot tighter, it would have looked a lot like <laughs> shorter and weirder. Yeah. So I think it turned out pretty well for me. Would I ever do it again? I don't know. I don't know. It's a tough one. I don't, Jacob. Isn't that one of your most like successful posts on your personal Instagram? That perm picture? Uh, no, it's not. I thought. It was. I think that was, I think that was before I got a perm. It it looks a little. It, it does look curlier, but uh, no, that that is not when I got a perm. Okay, but uh, true. I don't. know. I think. Oh, the point I'm trying to say is that I think the, the masses liked the perm. I don't know. I think I think I got a lot of like I was I was asking people I was like should I go through with this perm and people were like God no dude what are you doing and I was like you know what I'm I'm full sending it I don't care and uh, it w- it wasn't terrible it wasn't terrible would I do it again no uh, well I would maybe do it again uh, if I knew it was gonna be good if I knew it was gonna be a good spot but anyway perms yeah Paul are you gonna get a perm absolutely not what absolutely not yeah why not. I think my hair is fine the way it is. Yeah. Same philosophy with the bowl cut. I just, I know I'm, I'm, I'm a huge hypocrite right here. Saying, oh, I'm so confident with my hair, but I don't know. No, that's not. Well, no, no, you don't, don't be. No, you love your hair the way it is, and that's great. It's, a, it, it's a good look. It, it looks great, Paul. I don't know. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna relate one thing to jazz, and that'll be it. Okay. Well, let's go. Let's hear so, it. So, like, well, I think you can relate to this too. Like, but in music, there's like a thing like you can flex about. Hey, I can make a song in this genre. I can make a song in this. Genre. I'm so good at music. I can do this, this, and this. You know. And it's like, oh, look how many ways I can play the saxophone and imitate this many people, you know, kind of flexing that you can do a lot of styles, you know. Yeah. And I can maybe relate that the hair, like, oh, I'm so confident in my hair that I can sport a perm, I can sport a bull cut, I can sport going down the middle, I can sport going to the left, right, bangs, anything, and be confident. Mm-hmm. And I said I'm confident, but then I said, oh, absolutely not, no perm, absolutely not, no no bull cut. So am I a hypocrite, or is that me taking charge and saying, yes, I know what I like, I'm going to keep You got like. your one style, and I think that's good. There's nothing wrong yeah, with that. Yeah, I feel like sometimes to rock a lot of styles, other than just confidence, like sometimes just like people with just a great bone structure can just <laughs> can do like they, they, when I think of a bowl cut, I think of Gus Dapperton. Oh, uh, that sounds familiar. Who's that? Gus Dapperton. Um, yeah, I don't know how to. I'll look Just that a up. guy? Yeah. He, just a guy. He's, yeah, a, he's a musician. He's a singer. Sure. Really like, he sounds like this. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he, he has like a really neat bowl cut like it's not like one of those big poofy ones like i had freshman year of high school but like he's just got an excellent like like jaw and like mm-hmm. just yes. face and I like see that. Yeah. he could he could just do that and it's just fine it. yeah. I don't know. but i'm sure like i don't want to say like you have to do that to like have a bowl cut like anybody can do anything and be confident but like that's how i'm looking at it like i'm like i couldn't like if if i have to shave my head at some point like completely bald like I think I have a super not good head shape for that. Ugh. But like it's like I have like a reverse Stewie Griffin head. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I got a massive cranium too. I got a massive cranium. People all like people are like, What do you mean? Like even it looks like a no dude. When I try to put on any sort of hat, 
like I it's it you got to go maximum size on like any sort of baseball cap. It is it is very tough to find a hat that fits my massive cranium. All right, Jake, we get it. You have a big brain. I got no. It's not no. <laughs> there is no correlation between the size of your head and how much smarts you have. I can I I am s- subject of that uh, sort of lack of correlation. But uh, yeah, it, it's it's a tough life, and I don't know what I would look like bald. But I think I think if I do shave my head, I think people will be like, yeah, you know what? You are absolutely right. You d- <laughs> you do have a big head big head but anyway uh let's hope we never have to shave down to that point you know our our, our hairs are looking pretty fantastic the way they are good job I don't know, Jake, are you not confident in your skull no not one <laughs> bit not one bit um, i'm sporting a new skull style today <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah yeah and on that note listen uh this is a great episode here and at the end you know we're gonna most likely have a lot of new listeners supporting our boy Eric here. If you're new here, what we do at the end of these podcasts, we always drop a awesome music recommendation for you guys to check out. You know, we're big musicians around here, so we always got something we're listening to. So, Paul, do you got one ready for us here? I do, yes. As an absolute classic, I'm always going to go to the jazz route, you know. I'm going to recommend a song from a this piano player recently left us, uh, McCoy Tyner. Right, about, about a year ago or so, mm-hmm. and this is on one of his first like, like self-release albums. Like for the most part, in McCoy's career, he was always on like as a sideman to many albums. This album right here was kind of like his music, what he has to say in jazz. And um, there is a song in it that I, I absolutely love. I'm checking out for the longest time, and it's called "Blues on the Corner." Okay, it is a blues twelve-bar format, and what I love about this song is that each musician in this um, group, Joe Henderson, who I love, McCoy Tyner on piano, Ron Carter on bass, and Elvin Jones have such unique styles and they're playing and they come together in like a melting pot fashion to you know create just a fantastic tune. What I love doing in this, I'm trying to do this more often, is each run through of a, of a tune, I listen specifically to like an instrument. Like one time, only bass. I'm focusing in I'm focusing in on the bass notes, right? Only the bass lines, where he's going, how is, does he correlate to what the solos is doing or whatnot. Or the next time, I'm only listening to the drums. Really get into that ride tempo. Where is he putting those chord notes? Sometimes I listen to just the piano, just the saxophone. And this song is just has so much like information and um, uh, depth of these musicians coming together making this one song. And, and the thing is like, oh, it's just a blues, whatever. And we can kind of, you know, whatever, it's just a blues. Easy format. No, it's not. And the feel of the musicians, all triple bass, it's fantastic. I think it's just a really good song to kind of get into McCoy Tyner's playing and the jazz. And plus, it makes me smile when I listen to it. McCoy Tyner, Blues on the Corner, off his album, The Real McCoy. Nice. Good recommendation. My recommendation is off the new Brockhampton. I thought the record was really good. What'd you think, Eric? I honestly haven't listened to the whole thing. What? I've listened to a couple. I know, oh, right? Like, goodness. Austin and Sammy have both bought, like, the box sets and the oh finals already like <laughs> i thought it was really i think it's worth a listen for sure i think it's like some of their best work actually even it, it matches up to their saturation for sure um they had in my opinion questionable releases after saturation you know yeah uh, but uh this one i think is definitely very good and i think my favorite track for sure oh man well the first track with danny brown is absolutely fire i love danny brown He's yeah phenomenal but um 
the the fifth track called "The Lights." I you know I don't even remember why I liked it, but it was my favorite one. Everyone's saying it made them cry because of just really. Yeah, it might be the light part two as well. Oh, part two. It might be. I liked the there's light. like a funk funkadelic, no psychedelic like guitar. Yeah, that's like what it was. I, oh, yeah, the, okay, yep. Yeah, I I think that's that's what I liked about it. But anyway, uh, uh, the light, the the first one part. Two, well, the last bit of the record was like amazing in its own right. But um, and and I would recommend the whole record. But if I had to recommend one track, personally, I found most enjoyment in the lights off of Roadrunner. By Brockhampton. There you go. That's my recommendation. Am I doing one of these as well? Yes, you oh, are. Yes, yes uh, you are. You have no choice. <laughs> There's a, I think it's just one person, but they're called the Underscores. Dropped a new, uh, new album. I really like the song Secondhand Embarrassment off of that. It's kind of like a punk, like rock, hyper pop type of. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's pretty pretty nuts, but the production's crazy. The singing's all over the place. Cool. Um, yeah, and just a crazy, like, loud banging outro. The, the whole album is, like, you never know if it's going to be, like, big 808s and, like, singing or if it's going to be just, like, a hard punk. Nice. Punk song. Yeah, it's a very entertaining album. I like pretty much every song on it. We're slowly getting into more sunny days and, and, and summer summer nights, you know, Punk music really hits on on, yeah. on the summer. I feel it really goes on. I'm off looking the... to drop some sort of punk Ooh. pop thing, like solo oh. album thing. Oh my goodness! I've been collaborating. I've been I've been playing trumpet for some people. I've been making some beats for some people this summer. It's coming out. All these all these things are coming. If you out. need some gang vocals or something, just you know, I'll be one of like the ten guys just screaming <laughs> something. Just let me know, please. Yes. Well, actually, what a great segue, Eric. What would you like to plug? Even though you've been plugging this entire podcast, one more time, plug plug your things right here. What do you, what do you got there off the world? Um, follow Treadmill Band T R D M L Band on Instagram, T R D M L Treadmill on Spotify. Um, yeah, new things coming soon. Uh, follow. It's not really up and up and running officially yet, but undocumented records. You could or DM any of us if you are looking to make some music don't know where to start just want some advice we're not looking to sign anybody or anything like that but like we're just here to help but if the offer is good enough you know no yeah <laughs> no i'm kidding that's uh, great yeah. yeah very good well that was a fantastic episode 36 there eric thank you for coming all the way out here to to do this episode with us of course yeah man it means a lot so uh listeners if you made it to this point we appreciate you guys as well uh, thank you guys so much for checking us out and um we hope to see you on the next episode please have a good morning evening afternoon night whatever it may be as long as it's inside thank you for listening signing off see ya mm-hmm.